Have you finished your personal statement yet? Now's the perfect time to get it professionally reviewed by a medical school HQ expert advisor. We have former directors of admissions, admissions officers, and the like on our small team of amazing people. They have the inside knowledge from reading thousands and thousands and thousands, tens, if not 100,000 personal statements going through the process and setting up the process for their whole committee. They know exactly what medical schools look for and the common red flags that can get your entire application thrown out. Take advantage of our flash sale right now, going through May 6th, up to 6,000 characters reviewed for just $150. That's a $75 discount on our regular price. Go to editmyps.com. Again, that's editmyps.com. The Medical School HQ Podcast, session number 124. Hello and welcome to the Medical School Headquarters Podcast, where we believe that collaboration, not competition, is key to your pre-med success. I'm your host, Dr. Ryan Gray, and in this podcast, we share with you stories, encouragement, and information that you need to know to help guide you on your path to becoming a physician. If you're struggling with the MCAT, not only is this an awesome interview for you today, but you can go to freemcatgift.com and download our 30-plus page report all about some tips and tricks and some different strategies on how to successfully study for and crush the MCAT. Again, go to freemcatgift.com. Also, don't forget to check out our magazine partners, our partners in crime over at premedlife.com. Dot com where they offer a magazine every other month, a new issue that you can go check out, as well as other articles written for their website. Again, premedlife.com. Go check them out and say hi. Today, we're talking to Rashid Tahir. He is an ophthalmologist, a physician who also has a cool little side gig. He is one of the founding partners, along with his brother, of DrSmarts.com, a awesome online tool to help you study for the MCAT, or if you're in medical school, the USMLE or Comlex, it's a huge database of their partner's test questions, and he explains it a little better. I'm trying to explain it a little bit here. But basically, he's partnered with, or Dr. Smarts has partnered with, third-party test prep companies. You have you know them, the Kaplan, Princeton Reviews, M-Preps out there. And that you go to drsmarts.com, sign up for a free account, and you get a sampling of all of these questions. And Dr. Smarts will keep track of those questions and see how well you do. But it's also incentivized learning. You're going and answering questions, and you get points and you have the opportunity to earn some money, but you also have the opportunity to donate money to schools and other organizations as well. So it's a pretty awesome uh, community and experience to allow you to to make some money and to donate some money. And yeah, again, Dr. Tahir will explain it a little bit better. Uh, a little bit note about this podcast. There there were some interruptions. Dr. Tahir's son, I believe, was was running around a little bit and said hi every now and then. 
And uh, I think his dog was running around a little bit too. So don't worry about it. There's a little bit of noise. It's doable. I hope you enjoy this podcast. Rashid, welcome to the Medical School Headquarters podcast. I want to know what you're doing now. What is your specialty? Uh, hi, Ryan. I'm a uh, vitreoretinal uh, surgeon in Miami. I'm a ophthalmologist uh, first and foremost, and I did a, a two-year fellowship in the diseases and uh, medicine and surgery of uh, the vitreoretinal uh, aspects of the eye. Now, that's, that's funny. I, I always joke that we're getting so subspecialized in medicine that we have orthopedic surgeons out there, and one day you're going to go to a left pinky orthopedic surgeon specialist because that's what they're good at. And it sounds like you've niched yourself down into that. Why do you see, for, for somebody listening who's just at the very start and can't even picture what you're doing now, what, what drove you to specialize in such a small part of the eye, which is a small part of the body? It's a great question. So when I was in medical school, I really got an appreciation of you know, a broad range of specialties, uh, ranging from pediatrics to internal medicine to surgery. But almost invariably, when I dealt with patients, and particularly the diabetic patients during medical school, you would hear them saying that I would rather lose a limb or my life than lose my eyesight. So I realized how precious the vision or the eyes are to everybody. And without your eyes, you really uh, feel hopeless and helpless, and you become more and more seemingly a burden onto your family and your loved ones. So for me, that really was a uh, pivotal moment in my uh, formulative years during medical school uh, to really explore the field of ophthalmology. And within the field of ophthalmology, I really wanted to be expert uh, in the eye in its totality. I didn't want to really just be an anterior segment surgeon dealing with just the front of the eye and dealing with cataracts. I really wanted to understand how other disease states manifest in the eye. And being a specialist in retina, not only am I a consultant to other ophthalmologists and optometrists, and, but I'm also liaisoning with other disciplines such as the endocrinologists and internists. So to me, ophthalmology is really in, in the crosshairs of uh, improving quality of life and really being a consultant to other physicians. That's great. Yeah. As a, in, in my job now, I, I do a lot of uh, triaging and emergency type medicine. Uh, most of it's practice and training and exercises, but I'm prepared to go out for any sort of aircraft emergency. And that's always our triage tree is life, limb, and eyesight. And so it's definitely the, a, a priority for patients and for us as, as decision makers in healthcare. Absolutely. So I want to go back now. We we know what you're doing now. Let's rewind however many years we need to rewind and, and figure out when exactly you knew you wanted to be a physician. It's a great, great question. I think uh, probably even as a youngster, I was groomed to really to sort of look up to my father, who's a pediatrician. Uh, I recall, you know, early on when I was even back in elementary school, we were up in Detroit and he was uh, doing rounds in some of the local hospitals, you know, during the cold winters uh, on the weekends, he'd go in to see his uh, pediatric patients. And, uh, you know, I was very privileged to go with him uh, on those rounds. And uh, I think that was my first real exposure to uh, my dad uh, as a physician in the hospital. So to me, it was really seeing him uh, taking care of some of the most vulnerable 
you know, individuals within our society, children, uh, and how he was really able to interact with uh, the parents. That really made a uh, indelible and impactful impression on me. It really made me appreciate uh, not only the science of medicine, but how important communication within our field is. So to me, I was very fortunate uh, um, to have my dad as a role model, and he continues to sort of uh, be my uh, father and uh, mentor uh, even till today. So uh, my dad was really uh, impactful in my career uh, early on. Now, I, I don't know. We've had a couple guests who've had parents that have been physicians, but I don't know if I've ever asked this specific question. Now, he was a, an influence on you early on, giving you that exposure. Did he ever try to talk you out of becoming a physician? Curiously enough, uh, throughout college, he would always say, perhaps you should explore other opportunities. I guess he didn't want the uh, quote-unquote guilt of sort of influencing me uh, to become a physician. He really wanted me to uh, grow up and make my own decisions, and I very much appreciated that. I think uh, they gave me the opportunity to do anything I wanted. In fact, I was, as an undergraduate, a history major. Uh, I didn't really go into uh, any of the pre-medical disciplines. I really wanted a broad liberal arts exposure at the University of Michigan, and I really appreciated uh, that opportunity and his influence in saying to me, do whatever your heart desires. He never really drove me to becoming a physician. Uh, but I really appreciated the fact that uh, you know physicians um, can be business individuals, can be involved in other aspects of other disciplines. They can write books and they can be advocates and uh, be involved in politics. And nobody's ever going to take away your degree as a physician. So uh, for me... Uh, medicine uh, came out of, I guess, from the influence of dad, but dad, again, influenced me to explore other realms, and uh, that's where uh, I am today. Yeah, it's, it's a good point. It's something that Allison and I talk about a lot, that once you have that degree under your belt, that just opens up so many other doors for you to explore, the advocacy stuff, the the business side of things, the tech side of things, and so many other places that you can go. And at the end of the day, you're still a physician. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, again, I think one of the most important and understated things uh, in paving your way to becoming a physician is really getting the broad exposure. Uh, I think what distinguishes many good physicians from average physicians is their ability to communicate with patients. We can all be technicians and all be good at uh, various techniques and surgeries. But really educating your patients and, and making them feel confident in what you're about to endeavor with them and their families is a very, that's the art of medicine. And I think being a good communicator is, is essential. And a broad liberal arts exposure uh, is very, was very critical. And, and I, I would encourage many students to explore things beyond just the biologies and chemistries and physics in and, and college and really take advantage of those four years uh, and do as much as they can outside of the sciences. Yeah, that's huge. And that's, to, to many pre-med chagrins, that's the, hopefully the goal of the new, the new MCAT is to, to stress that and to test that as well. So looking back on your pre-med path, what, what was the hardest part, do you think? I, I think the hardest part, one, is, is really making the commitment to really wanting to pursue a lifelong career that was really committed to 
lifelong learning. I think uh, we, we really don't realize how important continued education is. We think once you finish medical school, it's you know just taking care of patients. But it's really a commitment for life to become a student of the discipline. Uh, you're constantly having to keep up with the latest medicines and technologies and techniques um, and really understanding that you're not becoming just a pre-med student and then a medical student and then you drop the word student. You're actually, once you enter medicine, you're a student for life. And if you want to continue to excel in your field, you have to commit to being, um, you know, behind the books, behind, uh, uh, you know, the computer screens, always looking up the latest and greatest uh, issues within your discipline. So that was a very, that, that was eye-opening. I had very good mentors during my pre-med years that really told me that it's not just four years now and four years of medical school. You got to commit for the next 40 years to being a student. So that was a very eye-opening experience for me. So with what you know now, what would you ask your pre-med self? I guess I would ask myself, um, is this really what you want to do for the rest of your life? And uh, if so, are you willing to commit to it? I mean, to me, again, it's just all about committing. And because if you're not passionate about what what you're going to do for the rest of your life, you're, you're not going to enjoy it. It shouldn't be a job. It should really be a labor of love. And uh, I, I would go back and I'm sure that if I asked myself that question, I would uh, commit to doing it all over again. I wouldn't change a thing about going into medicine. Uh, but I would say that it's very important and I would advise myself uh, to read as much as I can on topics outside of uh, medicine. Um, even as a physician, um, I would tell, remind myself as a pre-med student to keep you know, reading uh, not just my journals, but books and politics and uh, economics and social issues, uh, because it, it's so important to be well-versed on many topics apart from just being a physician. What is, what is your one go-to book that uh, everybody should read? The, uh, I, have many, I have actually many books. Right now, uh, you know, I'm reading probably three or four different books, and I, I, I'm a, a political junkie, so I read a lot of books on politics uh, so for me, it's, uh, you know, it's most politics and history are very important to me. Uh, unfortunately, many of our politicians don't learn from our history. So <laughs> <laughs> to me, uh, you that's know, a different podcast. Yeah, exactly. We'll, we'll deal that on a different day. So Rashid, I want to talk about what you're doing now, helping pre-meds and, and medical students in the test prep arena. Can you talk about how you got started uh, with Dr. Smarts? Yeah, I guess I, you know, again, during medical school and during residency and as, as a you know, beginning physician, you know, one of the big sort of mottos is see one, do one, teach one. Um, you're always really learning on the job and being an apprentice. So um, not only do you have to become an expert in your field, respective field, but you have to become teachers to your pa patients. And also, hopefully, you'll have the opportunity and privilege to be a teacher to the next generation of physicians. Um, so if we're privileged enough sort of to impart our knowledge to others and allow them to learn from our experiences, we create a legacy for our profession. And my commitment to sort of teaching others and imparting some of that knowledge was one of the reasons uh, my brother and I created uh, Dr. Smarts 
Uh, Dr. Smart is really an extension of my desire to impart uh, knowledge and educational materials to students everywhere that are pursuing their dreams of academic and professional success. And we all know that test prep uh, has a lot of anxiety, a lot of costs, um, and we really wanted to create a destination for pre-medical students and medical students uh, to reduce the, both the anxiety and take away the costs of preparing for the standardized exams that are prerequisites to advancing in their careers. So what Dr. Smarts really is, is a free platform um, that provides test prep questions through third-party sources. We partner with other test prep companies that really want to showcase and put their best foot forward through Dr. Smarts in providing free content to students to help them uh, reinforce not only what they're learning in the classroom, but also in a very disciplined way, provide them with test prep questions on a daily basis to help them prepare for the ultimate standardized exam, be it the MCAT or down the road, be it the USMLEs for licensure exams for medical doctors or the COMLEX exam for osteopathic doctors. Um, so Dr. Smart really is cognizant of also the fact that many of us going through medical school and college carry a lot of debt. And the student debt burden, as you know, Ryan, is a the next sort of impending crisis. Uh, um, you know, it's surpassed the credit card debt that we carry as Americans. So for me, uh, to provide a free resource for students uh, was very uh, important because I didn't want to add to the debt burden that students already carry. Uh, and that's really why we created Dr. Smarts. It's really predicated on learning, but we give students uh, the opportunity in addition, and we can address that, I'm sure, in a follow-up question, not only to learn to prepare for their exams, but we give them opportunities to earn money as they learn, as well as to earn money for a charity and or association that they may be affiliated with. Wow, that sounds awesome. It's um, so So tell me a little bit more. It sounds like... You're, you're partnering with these third-party test prep companies. Are, are you out there to replace the need for a, a Kaplan or a Princeton review? No, on the contrary. I think uh, we, we seek them as uh, strategic partners. Again, students uh, are exposed and inundated with different resources, and they hear from some of their colleagues which test prep may have been the best for that individual. We really want to be able to be a showcase for the Princeton, uh, Princeton reviews of the world or the Kaplan's of the world or the osmosis of the world or the firecrackers of the world to help students get a real sense of the types and sorts of test prep companies that are out there. So we showcase different sorts of uh, companies, uh, materials within our uh, daily quiz sections and within the Q banks to give students an opportunity to see uh, what may be best for them. We allow students to really track their progress by creating an individualized dashboard. So you see your areas of, uh, 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 areas of weakness. And then obviously when it comes down time to taking the exam, the months or weeks before the exam, if you need further remediation and you feel that you need something more specific, we encourage you then to go on to our uh, partner uh, test prep companies. Uh, and see what they may have to offer. We hope that, obviously, if you prepare longitudinally and over a period of time, that you're not cramming for these exams. 
that you know once it is time to take the third party uh, test prep courses, it may be just for a month or so. You won't have to pay the uh, you know the full year subscriptions, and maybe that will help you save money. Um, so that's really what we're doing is really looking at publishers and content providers and other test prep companies as partners. We're not trying to compete with them. We want to really uh, help students make a an educated decision about who they may want to choose if they feel they need further remediation beyond what we have to offer. Um, you know, in essence, we see ourselves as the Khan Academy for test prep, uh, but with incentives. The Khan Academy being obviously a free educational platform that covers many other disciplines, uh, but we're providing, you know, specifically content geared toward these licensure exams. And we allow students to really have a pretty deep bench. We have over 3,500 questions within our QBanks. Um, and I think it's going to continue to grow. And we have many full-length textbooks uh, on our site as well. So not only are we providing the test prep material, but we provide full-length textbooks to help students uh, reinforce what they're learning. Awesome. So it's it's almost a way for students to kind of get their feet wet, see what it's all about, and then also almost test drive all of these different companies to see which one fits their needs the best, which is great. But then you, you take it up a notch and you have this ability to, to earn money and, and give back. Talk about why you, you added that twist in there. Well, I think it's, you know, we, we, we all sort of forget the need to have the carrots as, as we're sort of putting our noses to the, you know, to, in the books and studying for these exams. We all know medical students and pre-medical students are very competitive. It's nice to have that gamification of the educational process. So what we do is on a daily basis, you come onto the site as a pre-medical student or medical student. Uh, you register for free. Everything on the uh, site is free for you to use. And then we offer up six daily quiz questions uh, depending on what track you're studying for, be it the MCATs or the USMLEs or the Comlex. And within each of the communities, the top point earners on a weekly basis based on your accomplishments on those six quiz questions daily, we give the top point earners uh, the ability, mo- monies in their accounts that are then redeemable within our ecosystem of vendors. So we essentially uh, uh, reward you for your meritocracy on the site. Obviously, the ultimate prize is doing well on the licensure exams or the MCATs or the USMLEs. And that's the first and for- foremost uh, objective of our site. But we also want to you know, make a healthy competition on the site and have students really commit to the learning process. And we reinforce that with the uh, 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 weekly rewards. As the community continues to grow, we'll be offering more meaningful monthly scholarships because, again, we want to try to reduce the debt burden and by offering up scholarships down the road, we, we hope that we can uh, help some students uh, reduce their debt burden uh, as, as they advance within the platform. That's the, awesome. sec- the second tenant, sorry to interrupt, the second tenant is learn to give, uh, again, predicated on learning. But we know not every student is going to be the top point earner each week and get those rewards. But beyond the learning process, for every point you get, cor- for every answer you get correctly on the daily quiz, we as an organization will donate on your behalf to a student association or a charity that you may uh, be affiliated with. So this way uh, you're working toward a good cause. Uh, We know for every penny or dollar you take out of your pocket as a student to donate to a student association or charity, it's usually a dollar more in debt. 
So by providing students an ability to use their brain uh, for as a vehicle of, for good uh, by answering quiz questions correctly, we feel we help students uh, really do uh, some altruistic activities as they uh, advance in their academic careers. That's great. What, what do you consider to be the perfect student that comes and signs up for Dr. Smarts? Uh, for a pre-med student, how soon should they be coming to Dr. Smarts and signing up and checking this out? I think as, as early as you know, first or second years of their college schooling, because far, far too often uh, uh, you know, we are trained to sort of unfortunately procrastinate and, and delay the test preparation process. Uh, but uh, as we see it even stemming even before getting into college, uh, there's now much emphasis on obviously doing well on the SAT and students are taking the SATs as early as 10th grade now and really uh, looking at it as a two or three year endeavor. I would say the MCAT is as important, if not more important for those uh, aspiring to become physicians. So obviously, uh, if you're taking chemistry um, and we have obviously chemistry on, uh, on our platform, or if you're taking physics or biochemistry, you can come into the platform as you're taking these cl- uh, classes in college and reinforce what you're learning in the classroom and really get a sense of what the MCATs may be asking you down the road. So obviously you're not going to retain all that information, but the repetitive exposure to these quiz questions will uh, create a much greater retention. And there's been studies that have shown that over and over that repetitive exposure to quiz content is much better than just going through your books and highlighting information and hoping to retain that information. If you really get exposed to it in a quiz uh, setting or you know, or in a passage and then having to answer questions about that passage, uh, you'll definitely retain the, the materials longer. Uh, and I think that's where I would encourage students is really reinforce what you're learning as you progress through through your four years of or five years of college. And then uh, as it gets closer in your junior or senior year, when it's time to take the MCATs, you would have already been exposed to well over two, 3,000 quiz questions on our platform. Um, that's really what I would advise any person really dedicated to becoming a physician. Awesome. So before we wrap up, I want to know if, if you were to start all over again, back, back from day one, and, and you needed to hear some words of encouragement, what, what would those words be, and, and what can you tell those students out there that, that see the four years of undergrad and, and four years of medical school and then three-plus years of residency ahead of them? I would say that words of encouragement would be much like the economy. You know, there's peaks and troughs. Much like anything in life, there's ups and downs. But nobody will ever, throughout those ups and downs, take away your diploma or your degree. That's the most powerful uh, sort of tool that you will have for the rest of your life. You can build upon it. It's the foundation uh, for your future. And your education is the most important, uh, I think, thing that you can commit your life toward. Uh, I would say, you know, congratulations if they're listening to this podcast. They're on their way to hopefully a successful future predicated on a solid foundation. And I congratulate you, Ryan, for really imparting some amazing information to the students. Uh, I, wish I, I wish I had your podcast uh, when I was in med school or pre-med. Uh, I think you do a great job in sharing a lot of insight 
and you should be very much congratulated. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. Again, that was Dr. Tahir, Rashid Tahir at drsmarts.com. If you are pre-med, go sign up. You can study for the MCAT. If you're in medical school, you need to study for the USMLE or Comlex. Go check out drsmarts.com. If you're in high school and you're studying for the SAT or ACT, they, they are also going to be offering those as well. So go check them out. All right. So if you haven't yet, if you've enjoyed this podcast, if you haven't yet, go to medicalschoolhq.net slash iTunes. Leave us a rating and review. Doing so greatly improves our chances of being found by other students. And again, we're all of all about collaborating, not competition. So you're collaborating with other students by leaving a rating and review in iTunes so that others may find us. We just crossed the 300,000 download mark, which is amazing. And it's all because of word of mouth and you guys sharing what you were hearing with your fellow classmates. So go to iTunes, leave us a rating and review. Go tell your, your neighbor, your roommate, your classmates, your pre-med advisors, your pre-med instructors, if you think this podcast is worth it, which I think 250 plus five-star reviews and ratings, I think I think the, uh, the voice has spoken. So we appreciate everything you guys do for us. That's why we keep coming back, or I keep coming back, week after week after week. So I thank you for that. And as always, I hope you join us next time here at the Medical School Headquarters.